Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Daniel, what's going on in your world? I know that you were playing dad this weekend. You had birthdays. You had your cooking dinners and all kinds of stuff. It was a busy weekend. Kid turned six. Wow. Six years. How does that make you feel? I mean, I've, do they grow up fast? I don't have kids, so I have no clue. Yeah, everyone says they grow up fast. Uh, they do. Yeah. I mean, it feels like forever since he was a, a baby, so... But... Yeah, it's like you, every time you blink, they grow an inch or two or five. So, <laughs> and you're always buying more clothes. So, uh, yeah, they grow up pretty fast. It's it's pretty weird time of life because it's yeah definitely accelerating. Definitely has you know school friends and stuff like that, and still wants to like cuddle sometimes. But then like friends are around, and he's like, "See ya." <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I like... want to go. <laughs> She's like, "Okay." So you're just kind of gradually losing them at this point of life, I guess, for the next ten years. But Dad, can I borrow the car? You well, know, Quint talks all the time about he walks home and then his kids are like gone now because they have so much stuff going on and they're busy and they have their own friends and everything like that. But then also, it's it's funny to me because I feel like uh, your six year old is like a mini you. Like he does. He is very much a mini me. <laughs> so yeah, anytime something irritates him, I'm like, I understand, dude. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Oh, I feel your good. pain. We're well, like, what did he? You gotta uh, enlighten the audience on what he asked for for his birthday meals because that was my favorite favorite story of the week. Yes. So his birthday dinner, we gave him the option to have anything that he wanted, and he requested roast chicken. Roast chicken, the fanciest of all the foods. <laughs> he is very fancy. <laughs> but you're the, you're kind of a, a chef, so did you do the roast chicken on your own? or? Uh, well, the wife and I kind of, yeah, we made it. Okay. Like got a chicken and roast it and everything. I don't know. He just And want, then for breakfast in the morning, I'm sure he wanted donuts and... A Welsh rabbit with a poached steak on top. Not too runny. And bacon, scones, butter, cream, jam, not strawberry. He wanted uh, pancakes, yeah, and then he wanted bagels from our local bagel shop. So wow. Pancakes, okay. and then for brunch, we had bagels and bacon and charcuterie. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Little our mini, little mini charcuterie. <laughs> All right. Well, we have, a, we have a good question today, so let's get to it. Um, this question's from Zach. D-I-Y! What's good, DIY Money Bros? I'm Zach. I'm from Drexel Hill, PA. Before I get to my questions, I wanted to say thank you for all of the awesome information you've provided over the years. It's definitely been a big help to both me and my wife. As far as my questions go, the first one is, what do you do while your systems are doing their thing? So what I mean by that is, if you have all of your systems in place as far as retirement accounts, uh, your savings for short-term expenses, and you're letting those systems run, and there's not much you can do, if it were you, how do you handle that time where you're kind of just sitting back and relaxing? Should you be looking something up, studying something new, trying to do something else? I don't know. All right. And then my second question is, it's more of a your, your philosophy on this. If you don't want to directly invest in crypto, could you argue that over time just by investing in the market that you would have indirect exposure to crypto as some of these bigger companies start to add crypto to their spreadsheets thanks for your time have a great week 
All right, Daniel. So two very correlated questions here. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of patting himself on the back a little bit. Like, what do you do when you're awesome? Yeah, when you're just absolutely crushing when it. When you are killing it. That's awesome! So it's a little different from some of the questions we get where it's like, hey, I'm really struggling with how to do fill in the blank. Um, and this is more like what to do when things are rocking. And I guess when things are rocking, I would, okay, if this was me, I was maxing out my retirement accounts. So here's what I do. Every year, I sit down and make annual goals, right? Mm-hmm. And I figure out where our family is funding-wise for all of our really long, basically work backwards, right? So you set your long-term goals out because your long-term goals are the widest range of potential outcomes that you have, okay. right? Because it's the like the range of uncertainty over the long term is really high. The range of uncertainty between now and next year is really low. So what I mean by that is if you're saving for a new car and you really need that new car next year or a down payment for a house or something, you you know with pretty good certainty starting this year whether or not you're going to hit your target by the end of the year from yep. a income. Now, things could happen, right? We could go through like major market downturn, recession. You could lose your job. But starting the year, you kind of have a pretty good idea barring you know, the two or 3% uncertainties on the extremes, like, you know, your savings rate, your income, things like that over the next year between now and something like retirement, stuff like that. For a lot of folks, that's still pretty far off the range of potential outcomes between now and then are pretty wide. So what we do every year is we kind of take a look at our goals, starting with the longest and then work back to the shortest. And we go, okay, uh, we want to retire at, you know, say, 65 or whatever, we'll just pick an age, right? 65, we want to retire. We have this much in our accounts right now. We're going to assume an interest rate of this much. Uh, we need to save this much per year to get there based upon the math, whatever. And like, okay, start with that. Okay, so that part's done. Then we work back to the medium-term goals. Uh, you know, we want to change houses or send the kids to school or something like that. And we work on those goals because those are kind of the, right, the medium-term, 10 to 15-year rather than the 20 to 30-year goals, okay? And then you work back to, okay, want to save for the next car or whatever. Those are one to five-year goals. And you're basically working back and getting all those goals done. So now if he's, you know, he kind of mentioned retirement, but he's, if he's worked on all those other intermediate goals and then all of those are doing really well, then it's time to, like, enjoy, execute the plan, et cetera, and if he still has money left over that he wants to save, throw it into a taxable account. Yeah. Taxable savings account. Just that, build up investments for yeah. whenever. And maybe relook like you mentioned, relook at those goals and see should I increase these goals? Should I reach higher? Is there more things that I can do? Mm-hmm. And also as we were talking and as you were talking about that, it made me think of kind of the reason that you and Quint started this podcast. I feel like one of the biggest things of you all trying to start this podcast was you've met a lot of those goals, whether it be financial or in the business that we are in. Um, and you felt like, okay, you know, we've done this, we've learned, we've gained a lot of knowledge. It's time to share some of that knowledge and time to, you know, help others with their financial journey. So I kind of want to encourage Zach to maybe look at that, maybe evaluate how can you help others if you're, um, if you're doing really well in your financial situation or how can you give back or how can you volunteer or things like that. My name's Alan and I bought a giraffe. He's all mine. He's super friendly. Yeah, absolutely. Or just get more aggressive with your goals. That I mean, too. If, if you, if we were sitting down year after year as a family and looking at, you know, we were projecting retiring at say age 65, 67, but markets are doing well or our savings is going really well or something like that. Um, 
and we're like consistently overfunded with our retirement, then at some point we'd go, well, maybe like 60 or 55 or something like, like who knows, um, you know, shifting those goals and being like, could we get more aggressive with that? Or, or could we get more aggressive in other areas of our life that we want to, to do goal wise? Could we travel more or mm-hmm. enjoy more or give more or things like that nature? So, um, yeah, we would just, I guess in our family, we'd just get aggressive with, we would just add more intensity to whatever those goals were. Yeah. I mean, we talk about all the steps that you do in the DIY money process, starting from the basics of building a budget, getting to the point where you have all of these things in place. And what you're searching for is kind of financial freedom, doing money on your own to have that financial freedom. When you have that freedom, it's about setting those goals, prioritizing the goals that you want to do, and then also being able to live the life you want to live, which could be exploring a lot of different avenues or going a lot of different places. Um, so that that is a great, great first question. But Daniel, can you touch on a little bit? I mean, crypto is a huge space right now. Mm-hmm. Can you touch on what exposure may be out there if you don't necessarily just buy Bitcoin or buy a, a cryptocurrency? Yeah, it's a tough one. So if you are, yeah, you're not directly invested into cryptocurrency if you're just invested in stocks. You're invested in companies who may sell equipment or stuff related to cryptocurrency. You could be invested in companies who have cryptocurrency on their balance sheet, like Tesla or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's possible that those companies could, in some way, shape, or fashion, move in conjunction, sometimes, somehow, with cryptocurrency, but the correlation should not be immediate and direct. So what I mean by that, so let's say Tesla buys a bunch of cryptocurrency to put on their balance sheet. One, if they're smart, they're going to hedge that in some way, shape, or form so they don't take loads of cryptocurrency risk, right? So let's say they buy tons of Bitcoin because they're helping you know, do some transactions in Bitcoin or something, or they're diversifying, or for whatever reason, they just own loads of cryptocurrency. Um then their CFO should probably be making sure that their balance sheet is healthy and hedged in some other way. And by hedged, I mean like not taking undue risk in one particular area and sort of balancing that out. Um, So you can't, I don't know that you could buy a specific company and then that's going to, in effect, move with cryptocurrency. And the reason for that is, is none of these companies would want to see their stock drop dramatically because you wake up one day and you know, any particular cryptocurrency has gone down 90% or something like that, which could happen, right? Um, so that's the risk that I don't think they would want to take. Um, now, there are, you know, things that are helpful in the cryptocurrency space industry, right? Like uh, the chips and processors and things like that that are used to mine cryptocurrency and various different development plays and stuff like that or um, exchanges uh, that operate cryptocurrency. And you can invest in all of this, those things. And so you do have sort of a an exposure to the space, but not a direct investment, if that makes sense. And it, it's kind of like if you own the S&P 500, you probably own some gold miners, but you don't necessarily own gold. Right. Like there's not not actual gold in the S and P 500, uh, but there's probably something that mines gold, and there's also things like Caterpillar who sell machinery to gold miners who then mine gold and things like that. So yeah, if the price of gold changes 
it'll have a ripple effect on the S&P 500. But if the price of gold changes dramatically, you can't directly correlate X amount of move then to the S&P. I mean, you, okay, some mathematician probably could. Right. I could not correlate right. a, you know, a 10% or a 100% move in gold to this is the amount that it's going to affect the S&P 500 because it doesn't own it directly. So it's a really complex question that's like, yeah. So like basically what you're saying is, yes, there's exposure there, but it's it's hard to track. It's hard to understand. It's hard to really correlate those two. So I think that on this show, we talk about Bitcoin and, and we touch on it and we maybe in some ways discourage people from just loading into Bitcoin well, or loading into... Exactly. But... If you want to have exposure to a cryptocurrency space, buy cryptocurrency. But it needs to be allocated in a way that is um, in line with the goals and, and outcomes of your plan. And to be so, fair, you just said if you want to have exposure to cryptocurrency, buy cryptocurrency. You didn't say buy cryptocurrency. Right, right. Yeah, So exactly. do your own homework. Not, figure not out what you want to do. Yeah, not a recommendation. It, <laughs> Don't but, edit that part out and be like, <laughs> <laughs> Logan said buy cryptocurrency. No, so like if if you're interested in the space, I think you just need to make it as part of your portfolio and, and allocate it in a certain percentage. People that are going in and saying, okay, 100% of my taxable savings is going into cryptocurrency, we would likely you know, say that you should make adjustments to that. Um, but I think if you want to have exposure to it, it's not helpful to go, okay, well, I'm going to invest in Tesla because I want to have some exposure to cryptocurrency. I think you can yeah. build that into invest your portfolio. Invest in Tesla because you want to have exposure to power management, batteries, automated driving, et cetera. Right. Um, not cryptocurrency. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's correct. Okay. And I think you can you can put or carve out a percentage of your total allocation investment portfolio, especially someone that has uh, been a good saver and understands where their money is going in order to basically put, okay, maybe I put 2%. Do your own research to figure out how much of your portfolio you want to expose to that. Yeah, but also listen to our past shows where we talked about the difference between, and we actually did this on the DIY Money Bootcamp, right? The difference between uh, speculation mm -hmm. Uh, an investment, right? right? So a speculation is I'm going to buy this today and hope that there's somebody else that pays me later for more than this. An investment we talked about even just a couple shows ago, last time you were on, yeah, we were on together. An investment has cash flow, cash flow growth, and a change in valuation as the potential earnings driver. If you buy into a speculation, you have, uh, you're really only hoping for a change in valuation. Right. Um, so you're hoping that somebody later um, will pay you more than what you paid for it. If you're buying an investment, typically it has uh, some type of cash flow and the potential for cash flow growth. And that's the, one of the big differences between those two uh, is, is you only have one driver for growth in a speculation. You have multiple drivers for growth in a what would be classically defined as an investment. Great. All right, Zach. Well, we hope we answered your question well. Um, you all know our motto by now, but live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.